Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached Word of God in agreement to the Scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Praise the Lord. Real quick before I get started, I'll give a testimony. We had a, at the jail this past Sunday, we had a guy, one get baptized. And, and uh, we've been doing Bible study with him for several weeks, and he wanted to be baptized. And even as cold as it was, and the water was cold, he still went down in Jesus' name. And so it was, it was an awesome time. Thank you. Tonight, if you will join me in First Samuel chapter 17, verse 29, I'm going. It won't be long tonight, but uh, I got. A, I think a, a word from God. <clears throat> This is a familiar story, and I'm going to read two different passages and then uh, try to I'm connect them with, together with y'all. 1 Samuel, chapter, 1 Samuel 17, verse 29. And the verse, I'm just going to read a short part of this verse, and it's kind of jumping in the middle of things, so and maybe I'll make sense of it in a few minutes. The Bible says, And David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? Then I'm going to skip that a little ways to 2 Samuel chapter 6 verse 13 the Bible says and it was so that when they heard, they bear the ark of the Lord had gone six paces he sacrificed oxen and fatland and David danced before the Lord with all his might and David was girded with the linen of Ephrod so David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with a shouting and with the sound of a trumpet Tonight, um, I'm going to talk for a few minutes about where's your passion as, as we pray. Lord, right now, Lord Jesus, touch this me, Lord Jesus. Touch this vessel of the flesh, Lord. Lord, touch me and anoint me tonight, Lord Jesus. Let me share this word, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, touch this, this congregation, Lord Jesus. Let us be through your presence, Lord Jesus. Let this word be presented like I feel it in my life, Lord Jesus. Touch me and anoint me tonight. You may be seated. I like David is a character in the Bible that I like to talk about because the thing about David is I can kind of find myself with David a lot of times because because David is you know he he done a lot of great things in the Bible and we hear a lot of stories about him but the thing about it is is David you know he has some bad he has some times of trouble in his life. He had times, some ups and some downs. And, and the thing about it is, David is one character in the Bible that we we kind of, you know, some characters in the Bible we, we see just a few minutes or you know, just a glimpse in their life. But David is one of the characters in the Bible that we see from him when he's a child all the way through his life and see different stages of his life. And so that's, I guess that's one of the parts that I like about it because I can see my life in some of the times of his life, some of the times that he was, some of his down times, I can see my life. So it gives me that encouragement to see how he overcame that. 
And the thing about it is today is, is David was a passionate, he was passionate about God. And that's what we know, he's known for, he's known for killing the giant. But he's also known for being, you know, after God's heart. He was passionate about God, what, you know, his ministry, he's passionate about his God. And that shows out through all his, through his, his life. When he was a child, he was passionate, even he was passionate in all areas of his life, I feel, because we find him as a child watching these few sheep. He was passionate enough about these sheep that he would risk his own life to kill the bear and the lion. And whatever came upon the sheep, he was passionate enough about his job. He's passionate enough about what he had to do for, his, for them, to protect them sheep. And so he was, he was a passionate person. Throughout David's life, and when we, the part of the scripture I read is the first part of the scripture when I, David says, is there not a cause? He was passionate about his God. This giant was huge. And we all know the giant was huge from, from our Sunday school lessons. But the thing about it is, is, is he was willing to risk whatever it took because he says, is there not a cause? And then the, the next second scripture I read is in Second Samuel chapter 6. It's bringing the Ark of Covet home. He was so passionate about this bringing this, this ark home, bringing God home. He was passionate about it that he couldn't go but ever six paces, and he had to stop. And so that just is encouragement to me. He, you know, he had that kind of passion. Just let me have a little bit of that kind of passion that, that for God's ministry, just to just can't go but six paces before I got to stop and worship him again. I want to be that kind of passion. For God, we have to have a passion in our purpose. In everything we do, we have to have apostolic passion. For God's eternal purpose must be burning with inside of us. The people that leaves a mark on this world, the people that are making a difference in their world, are consumed with God's purpose, full of passion. They have to have their passion. If the people that's making the mark, people that are winning souls, has, are burning passion in their life. And I strive to have that kind of passion in my life. Tonight, if you want to be used by God, you got to have five things that God's searching for. The first one is you have to have passion. God's looking for passionate people. He's looking for people that, that already has a passion in their life. Because he knows that somebody that has a passion in their life is somebody that can, he can use. Because they can, he can use that passion for other areas. Just like with David. David had a passion for his job of protecting them sheep. And so he, through that passion, God developed in his life that passion that he could use all in all the areas of his life. The second thing we have to have is we have to have abandonment. We have to be sold out. God wants somebody that's sold out to his cause. He don't want somebody that this, he really wants to use. He wants somebody that's, that's sold out. That this, he's everything. And in his ministry, he's everything. And that's what he's looking for, is somebody that's sold out. The third thing he's looking for is he's looking for somebody that has a prayer life. He's got to have, you know, he's looking for somebody that has a, because if you have a prayer life, you develop a relationship with him. And that's what he wants us to have a relationship with each one of us. Tonight, if, if, if you're wanting to get closer to him, we have to have a prayer life. But the thing about it is, is, is any, any time, any kind of 
group of anybody that gets together and any kind of successful, successful, any kind of business or any even a marriage relationship, they have to have communication. And so, if, with God, if we want to be, you know, have a close relationship with God, we got to have a communication with Him. So tonight, you got to have a prayer life. That's the thing that God's looking for people that's being used. The fourth thing is God looking for is somebody with a vision. A vision is the image that what the future will or could be. It's what the meaning of the vision is. God's looking for somebody with a vision. Somebody that's, that's look at the vision for winning souls. That's the type of people he's looking for. He's, looking, he's not looking for somebody that, that's worried about whatever everything else is going on. Worried about the world. He's, what's going on. He's looking for somebody that's got a vision for winning lost souls. And that's who he's looking for. The fifth thing he's looking for is he's looking for somebody with purpose. God wants somebody that's got God's purpose in all things that they do. That's the type of person he's looking for. He's looking for people that has the purpose for everything in his their life to be focused towards him. Passion defined as, as an intense desire or enthusiasm for something. Passion is the fuel that ignites the fire fire in our lives. Passion is what drives us in doing the things that we do. <clears throat> it is what moves ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Ferndo Foch once said, the most powerful weapon on earth is the human soul on fire. And that's so true. When you have somebody with a passion, and gets passionate, so passionate with their souls on fire for something, there's nothing you can do to stop them. And that's what is the most powerful weapon on the earth is a soul that's on fire. If you try to do anything on your own, away from God, you always come up short. The thing about it is, is Henry Beecher once said, the strength of a man consists in him finding out the way God is going, then he gets going in that way. So if you're trying to go in the different direction than what God wants, you always come up short. Jonah, for example, go to Jonah's life. When Jonah started going away from the direction God wanted him to go, he started down a downward path. Jonah's life was in a downward spiral from the time he turned against God. And from Jonah 2 and 5, Jonah's, Jonah chapter 2 verse 5 and 6 gives it a little description of how Jonah said where he wound up. Jonah says, The waters compassed me about, even to the soul. The depths closed me around about. The weeds were wrapped around about my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains, and the earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought me up my life from corruption, O Lord, my God. The thing about it is, is it lowest he got, the thing about it is he went a downward path when he turned away from God. But the thing about it is when he got there, that's the exciting part about this story. When he got to the, the, the low part of his life, he turned back to God. Because passion originates with God. And that's where it begins. Bob Pierce quoted, a quote from Bob Pierce said, My heart may be broken. May my heart be broken for the things that breaks the heart of God. And that's what I, everyone in this room's prayer should be. We should be broken for what breaks the heart of God. And that's what our, our desire should be. We should be strive to be broken with, for what breaks God's heart.
passion alone is not all we have to have. Passion without action is just a dream. In my life, I've been, there's been times that I've been passionate about something. But I didn't apply action to that. I didn't do nothing with it. And it just became a dream. It don't matter how much you, you have passionate for. I could be a, have passion to be a golfer tonight. Play golf. But if I don't apply myself or don't action, don't go to the golf course or don't go buy some golf clubs. If I don't do some action towards that, it's just a dream to be a golfer. And that's the same as in our Christian life. If we just have passion to win souls and we don't never do nothing. We just sit on the pew and talk about it. Talk about I wish we'd see lost souls and not do nothing. It's just a dream. Action without passion becomes a drudgery. And that's the thing I found my life in times, a lot of times, I found myself in this, being a little transparent, I found myself this way in, in my life sometimes. I've been so busy doing God's work to the point that it became work. And when it became work, before long it becomes a drudgery. You, you dread to go do it. I've, you know, the thing about it is, is don't let me get to the point in my life that God's work becomes work. Because when it becomes work to us, it becomes a drudgery. And then we dread to go do it every day. That's why I pray every Sunday. I have that passion to keep going to the prisons. Because the thing about it is, is sometimes, some days you don't feel good. And some days, you know, and I'm just being honest, and some days, but the thing about it is I hadn't lost that passion. And I don't want to lose that passion because when the day that I lose that passion to do God's work, is the day that it becomes a drudgery to me. But passion with action becomes a delight to you. You because you get delighted in God's work. You get you feel accomplishments when you have the passion and then you apply the action to that. So you you get delighted. Jesus Christ was consumed with passion. When he robed himself in flesh and came to this earth just because of me, is sometimes it's just overwhelming to me. The sinful person of me, here I was, you know, and the thing about it is I believe he, he went to the cross for each one of us here. And, I, and he was consumed with enough passion that he would robe himself and go through everything he went through just, just for us. <clears throat> it don't, all of our programs are just useless unless we have the fire of passion in it. We just had a, a holiday program here just a couple of weeks ago. And the thing, and I'm not, I'm just, I'm just saying everything we do, we need to have passion. We need to have that fire of passion burning in us. Because if it's just a program for entertainment, it's just, it's what it's going to be is entertainment. So we need to, every program be just useless. It's just, it ain't even worth the, the amount of money it costs to run the lights. If we don't have the passion in us for each, for the lost souls, when everyone else was running, David asked this question: "Is there not a cause?" Because he understood there was a purpose. <coughs> the thing about it is, is this story when David, you know, is running. You know, everybody else, everybody else is running, and David's asking this question. A lot of times it draws me back to memory. Just the thoughts come back to my mind. I've read the scripture. Back to just one occasion. It was 9-11. 
When we see firefighters and EMS running into a building, when and we've seen them images, you know, and every year around that time it comes, we see them running into the building, and we ask the question: Why you? Why? What gives them? What? What drives them to run in a building that's on fire? The thing about it is the passion for lost souls. The passion they have for their job. That's what gives them that drive to go in a building that they know that's probably coming down. The same passion that soldiers have when they go into battle. And knowing they're sacrificing their life. But they go into that battle one time right after another. When they storm the beaches of Normandy, knowing the men in front of them just fell, what gave them that that drive to step out that hangar, to step out of that plane, knowing that they was hearing the gunfire, was the passion for what they had for this country, the passion they had for lost people. That's what gave them that desire, that drive to keep going. Is the passion. We as a church has to get to have that kind of passion to risk our lives to reach lost souls. we got to have that kind of passion that they have, these firefighters have. We've got to have that kind of passion. Get a, we have to get a little dirt on us. I'm not talking about a little bit of sin. I'm talking about sometimes we're going to have to do some things that we may not want to do to reach some souls. we got to get that desperate. we got to get that passion in our lives. Isaiah 62 and 1 says, For Zion's sake... Will I not hold my peace? And for Jerusalem's sake, will I not rest? Until the righteousness therefore thereof go forth as brightness, and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. We need to have that kind of passion that we won't rest until we see lost souls. William Booth said, Some men's passion is for gold. Others' passion is for fame. But my passion is for lost souls. And we need some people has passion for sports, other passions in their life. We I'm going to be like William Booth. I want to have passion for lost souls. As I'm, as closing as the musicians may come, George George Whitefield said, "Lord, give me souls, or take my soul." He was that determined. He was that dedicated to reach lost souls. He said, "Lord, give me souls." Or take mine. The same motivation as Moses had. Same passion that Moses had. When the plague of death started going through the camp. And he stepped between the dead and the living. That takes passion. When you have to step you step between the dead and the living. He would risk his life. For that kind of passion. To die if you're here. In this service. And you want to be used of God. You need to strive to have that kind of passion. That kind of passion to see lost souls saved. Tonight as we stand, and as, as we gather, if we, if we want to gather towards the front to pray, tonight just don't come to the front and pray just like a normal night. Look, come with a passion that I've, some of these men I've talked about. Some of the passion that David had is there not a cause. Is there not a reason for you to come tonight? This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. 
We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.